I'm Betsy Reed, and this is The Discomfort Practice, where I talk to creatives, activists, leaders, scientists, and a host of others about discomfort, about the role it's played in their lives, who they are and what they do in the world, and the value of discomfort in helping us move forward as a society. Discomfort is just the edge of your comfort zone, and on the other side are superpowers. So settle yourself in, and let's get uncomfortable. I just sat down to record this solo because I just felt like I needed to. I have a great guest interview that I could be posting right now, but instead, I was just sitting in meditation, and I felt like this was the thing to do. There's something that needs to be said. There's something that needs to reach someone who's going to listen to this. So if that's you, or if you need to pass this along to somebody because you feel like they need to hear it, this is for you. So as I was sitting in meditation, I was doing a guided meditation by Dr. Joe Dispenza, if you know who he is. And it just came to me as I was working on something that has been a narrative for me that I have used to hold myself back. Um, just that if I do allow all of the abundance, all of the profile, all of the attention to flow, it won't feel safe. And I realize that narrative comes from a part of me that is just acting in love, trying to keep me safe. But it wants to keep me in essentially a bunker. You know, like, it's safe down here. It's cozy. It's warm. We have food. You don't know what's out there. Yeah, there might be sunshine, but there are probably people who want to, like, harm you and take you down. And, you know, I have that sort of typical normal person anxiety about, you know, getting a little bit better known on the internet or whatever. And so, particularly with things like this podcast or the new things that I'm really stepping into as a teacher, a coach, a, I don't know, a channel... It's been something that my, my old nervous system, my old comfort zone has said, you can't go there. It's too scary. You don't know what's out there. And so in my meditation, I, I pictured myself stepping out of that bunker into the sunshine. And what I discovered was people who are so happy to see me, people who'd been waiting for me, people who wanted to give me things, gifts, recognition, um, big money jobs, you know, just whatever, whatever I, I truly want. And just thinking, wow, I put myself in the bunker out of safety. But actually, it's, it's not unsafe out here. If I'm stepping into who I'm supposed to be and what I'm supposed to do and what is supposed to flow through me, I will meet the people I'm supposed to meet. And even if somebody wants to take a pot shot at me, even if somebody's not happy with me, even if somebody decides they don't like me, that doesn't translate into, I'm not safe. So I can tell myself, I can tell my nervous system, I'm safe all the time, whatever happens, because I truly believe that I am being the channel for the thing I'm meant to be a channel for. And that brings me into what I feel I need to say today on this solo, and that is a question to you. What are you meant to be a channel for? What is meant to flow through you and if that doesn't make any sense, translate it however you need to. Basically, what do you need to bring to the world? What do you need to just be in the world? But I like the metaphor of being a channel for something because the more that I have allowed myself and embraced 
being a channel for love and grace, the more potent my life has become. And I'm talking about just in the past few months. And it can sound so fluffy. You know, love, we think of love and we've been fed this sort of bullshit diet of Disney princess, romance, blah, blah, blah. But love in its pure form is the most potent force I can think of. Love conquers fear. Love conquers everything, really. Because if you can approach everything as a channel of love, you alchemize everything into beauty. You alchemize pain into beauty. You alchemize hatred into beauty. It is the most magical force that exists. And so as I have brought love to the places I am afraid of, the, the places I don't even like about myself, the things that make me scared about the world or feel like, you know, this shouldn't be happening in the world. When I bring love to that, it's not that I just sit in a chair and meditate and focus on, oh, love, love, love. It's not, it's not just fluffy bullshit. Sorry, I'm using the word bullshit a lot today for some reason. <laughs> but love is, love is the mover of hands and bodies and laws and systems so it's not just this fluffy feeling. It's not just pink sunshine and rainbows. It's actually a huge force. And so I know that I'm meant to be a channel for love and grace. And whatever happens as a result of that because of my skills or who I am in particular and where I'm from and my background and whatever, that, that now comes, hopefully, when I'm living in that consciousness from a place of love. And so what do you need to be a channel for? Is it justice or truth or, I don't know, grace or maybe righteous anger? What are you meant to be a channel for? Maybe sit with that. And if you're a meditator like me, sit with that in meditation. What am I meant to be a channel for? And then allow yourself to be the alchemizer of whatever it is that needs to flow through you. And by that, I mean, it's not just flowing through you like a river just flows, you know, without question. How are you meant to add potency to that? Sort of cook it up into a concentrated form of whatever it is. So when I think I am, I'm going to be a channel for love, it's also that I add this special potency to it that passes through me because I do live in consciousness of, you know, what I can add to that. I'm a passionate, spicy, fiery person who can get stuff done in certain realms of this world. You know, I've been a lobbyist uh, for good things, by the way. A lot of people have a really bad reaction to the term lobbyist, but, you know, advocating for things and people and systems that actually are good for all of us. But I've added my own potency my personality, my, my vision, my whatever. And so I'm going to make this a really short one. Ask yourself that question, sit with that question until it starts to become apparent. And maybe it will become apparent because of what, what's going on around you. What happens around you simply because you are part of the scene? What is already flowing through you? What needs to be dialed up? And then how can you add a dash of whatever it is to make it more potent? How do you need to live to make whatever needs to flow through you as potent as possible? 
So if I'm going to be a channel for love with the highest potency possible, what does that mean? That means I need to have a practice that allows me to set an intention every day to be a channel for love. That means I need to have time to reflect and step back from the the ins and outs, the, you know, the speed of my life sometimes and think, how can I be a channel for love there? Was I a channel for love there? Do I need to adjust some narratives I'm living there? Do I need to make anything right with someone? Do I need to stop doing anything? Do I need to start doing anything? And then how can I build the architecture of my day-to-day life to support me being a channel for love? Maybe that's about doing some research on how I might contribute in some way to a cause I believe in, or maybe that's about actually, and this is a true story, joining the gym and joining friends for a dance class twice a week so that I am in happiness and my body is happy and I'm working out the energy I need to work out and my body feels good so that I can just flow better and be the channel that I need to be. So it also means treating yourself as important, treating yourself as a channel for something. So how do you need to treat yourself in order to be a channel for the thing you're meant to be a channel for? And that might be maybe the hardest bit for some of us. How do you need to take care of yourself? How do you need to safeguard your ability to be a channel? You know, you can't probably be a channel for much if you're depleted, exhausted, so focused on people-pleasing or doing what you're supposed to do that you can't actually mm, tend yourself as a channel. You don't have time to be a channel. And I do believe that when we are focused on what we're meant to do, things just fall into place. So if it feels like it's hard, maybe there's a little bit of initial effort needed to maybe recalibrate a bit so that you can set your life up to be the channel for whatever you're supposed to be a channel for. But then it should get easier. When you're in alignment, it's like when you've gotten a chiropractic adjustment and everything's just aligned the way it's supposed to be. It doesn't take effort. You're just in alignment. Your body works the way it's supposed to work. So do that initial adjustment and do little adjustments as needed, but it should start to feel easier to be the channel for whatever you're supposed to channel, to let whatever needs to flow through you, flow through you. And it doesn't have to be a big thing, by the way. This can just be about, I'm a channel for love to my children. I am a channel for truth to the people around me. You know, just this is very, very personal. So I hope that has been exactly what someone needed to hear. I absolutely believe that it is because I felt really led to sit down and say that and ask you, what are you meant to be a channel for? And then be that. Set your life up so that you can be that, so that you can focus on that, so that you can be aligned with who you're truly meant to be on this planet, what you're meant to bring. Just think of it as like there's this, we're all funnels and there's this amazing universal consciousness or whatever you want to call it. And each of us is unique and here for a reason. What are you meant to just channel down onto this planet into this collective existence that we're 
we've created into our societies that we've created. What are you the channel for? What are you funneling from sort of a higher purpose? It doesn't have to be grand. It might be little kindness, maybe. But yeah, focus on that. That's what we all need from you. Be the channel that you're meant to be for whatever it is you're meant to channel, funnel, bring to this existence. And thank you for simply sitting with that question, for being part of that consciousness that we're all meant to bring something special to this planet. And it doesn't have to be hard. Don't beat yourself up if the answer is not easy, but I hope that question is useful. I would love to hear your answers. <laughs> what are you meant to be a channel for? How are you doing that? Do share with me. Find me on Instagram at the Betsy Reed, B-E-T-S-Y-R-E-E-D, or reach out to me via my website, betsy-reed.com, and just tell me, what are you a channel for? And how can you support yourself in being that? And how can maybe others support you in being that channel? Thanks as always for being here, for sitting with the questions, for sitting with the discomfort. Thanks for getting uncomfortable with me. If you enjoyed this episode, follow and like The Discomfort Practice wherever you listen to podcasts, leave me a five-star and written review, and share this with other people. Help me to reach new audiences with this idea that consciously practicing discomfort helps us to individually and collectively discover our superpowers and create a society and a planet where everyone can thrive. Thank you so much to my guests all season. Go back and listen to a few more episodes to hear more of them. They are wonderful humans doing amazing things in the world. Thanks to my team who helped me produce this podcast and for those who inspire me through their writing, their conversation, and their support. So that's all from me for now. Follow me on Instagram at the Betsy Reed if you want to get to know me a bit better, some of my thoughts. And in the meantime, stay uncomfortable. <laughs>